down there right now, I know that you you try to go down there before every fight or prospective fight. I know that there's a, a, a champion looming in the shadows right now that you're looking to get that Bellator to... Actually, you know, let's jump into that because you were saying, can we get a fight going already? Talk about the frustration of that. I know you sort of want to hear what's going on with that. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, man. I, I don't know what's going on with Bellator. I'm just waiting, man. That's that's all I can do is, is stay in the gym and wait and stay ready. And hopefully something comes up um, and hopefully we find out soon. And you got to at least be happy no matter what. I know the uncertainty of what's going on with Bellator must be frustrating, but the situation that you put yourself in, you got to be sort of happy that you're at the top of the division. Um, although you're not number one contender, you're number one contender in the sense that you're next. Um, so for you, you know, I know you don't want to speculate too much because there's no point in playing in fantasy land, but uh, would the UFC be a place that you'd obviously like to land if that would be uh, the case of Bellator? Yeah, man, for sure. Um any of the big promotions, whether it's PFL or UFC or even One FC or, or Bellator, if they're standing around, man, I I want to be uh, in one of the big promotions and and fighting on a big stage. That's all that matters to me. Well, if it were to be that uh, they were to close their doors for the final time, it would be pretty cool to have a Canadian middleweight champion to uh, close those doors for them. So, but what would be even cooler would see you know a potential for you to actually go in there and and maybe. Get another shot at uh, Kyle Bahayo and uh, uh, Brennan Allen. Those would be things that I think that them facing uh, an Aaron Jeffrey that they didn't face before um, would be very cool to see. Actually, let's let's go. I, I sort of want to go back because I haven't talked to you since uh, Rosta and I haven't talked to you since Salter as well too. Um, so just quickly, uh, just a quick like overview on on the uh, the Salter fight. And I know that you know it was a tough battle and a tough loss, but. That's a situation that, you know, as a fan of you and, and someone who's watched all of your tape and watched pretty much everything I can on you, um, you know, Salter just stuck to you. Like, what was it about him, man? Like, because he just, he frustrated the shit out of you. I know he did. But what was it about John Salter that was so hard to uh, deal with? I don't think it was anything that he did, man. Like, not to take anything away. I think he's a great fighter and he fought a good fight. But I, I just shit the bed, man. I had uh, the worst performance of my career, I think. Um I don't know. Didn't feel like my, myself out there. Felt flat. Felt weak. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to make excuses and shit. But uh, no, I, I just had a really bad night, and uh, I'm I'm happy to to be past that and, and get back in the win column. And uh, yeah, fuck fuck that night. That's all I can say. Fair enough, man. I mean, it's not doesn't have to be that as excuses, but that's what a lot of people who even want to be fans and and try to try to follow these fights day in and day out and week in and week out. Not every fight's the same. Not every fighter's going to feel the same going into a fight. There's so much going into camps and so much going into your outside life and everything else. So um, then you go into Dalton Rosta, who's a guy that everybody was sort of touting as, as the one that was going to finish you. Um, they were giving the, the odds were going one way. Everything was shooting one way. I was being called an asshole for being a homer once again. And Aaron Jeffrey comes out with a pretty dominant performance. Was there anything that surprised you in that one? Um, no, man, that, that was, that was the game plan. That was how we wanted the fight to go. That was how I expected the fight to go. And that's how it went. Uh, I knew he was like a big, powerful, explosive guy. Uh, he was going to come out hard. Um, and I just wanted to, to put the pace on him, like whether, whether the early storm be in his face the whole time, um, chip away at him and, and wear him down. And yeah, that's how it went. And now I know that you're like you. I was actually going to allude to before. You're down at Killcliff, um, so that room is a packed, packed room. So it's hard to say. Like if I were to say, "Yo, yeah, Aaron Jeffrey's getting time down at Killcliff. He's training with 
it's like there could be a thousand different people that you're training with down there. Who's someone that you're, you know, I know Impa's someone that's a really close friend of yours, but who, who are some people that you um, tend to gravitate towards when it comes to training and who are people that you do put in work with? Yeah, it's, it's actually a bit smaller of a room right now, but we got like a, a decent crew of middleweights, a few of us. Um, I guess Impa's not a middleweight, but he's one of the main guys. Uh, Brendan Allen and Gerald Mershart. That's uh, that's who I've done the, the majority of my work with so far. Oh, nice. So you're getting in some good grappling. Well, I mean, those are the some of the top grapplers. So, I mean, Impa's in a good spot as far as him going into his fight with Josh Silvara, who's, um, I mean, on the feet doesn't really pose much for Impa. At least, I mean, I don't see it anyways. Um, but when it comes down to the grappling realm and on the ground, Silvera's, uh, you know, definitely a huge problem. But I know Impa... Um, how's he been looking in camp and, and has, he, has he been utilizing those people as well as you um, to get ready for that fight? Yeah, uh, Impa's been doing lots of work with Gerald as well. Uh, Gerald uh, is Beautiful. a southpaw and he's a solid grappler, right? So, um, yeah, they've been getting working. Impa's fucking solid, man. He's uh, he's there for a reason, right? Like, he's, he's one of the best in the world. Uh, this is going to be his fifth fight this year, I think, which is crazy. He's active. Um, and he's on a tear, and uh, yeah, I, I fully expect him to to get the win that night. Did you see any shift in him, or like I know you've been on there for a little while, but there's just been since that PFL deal and him getting in there, he's just I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's just matchups that you get that don't end up turning out the way you want in circumstances, but he just seems like a different fighter now. Is it the weight yeah. class? Yeah, I was gonna say I think the weight class is is good for him. Um, I know like making 170 was like he was torturing himself uh even 185 is a decent cut for him but 205 man he's he's eating what he wants he's uh he's strong like he's filled out um i think he's confident right now like again he's had already uh four fights this year and he's just kind of cleaning up so yeah i think he's confident um he's feeling good he's healthy and uh yeah he's got a lot of momentum on his side and then that's something like I've never actually seen you um, in person, but for frame for you, is that something later in your career that you would eventually sort of move up in weight and not want to cut anymore? Because I've heard that you're a big guy to deal with in, in, in the room. So is that something that you'd eventually end up doing is moving up? Or do you think you'd probably stick at middleweight all the, all the way to the end? I'll stick at middleweight, man. It's an easy cut for me. Like, I, I don't walk around much bigger than 200, okay, 205. So, uh, like, I, I don't really, I mean, like, I eat healthy year round because I feel better and I think it's good for you and whatever. Um, but I'm not like, I never have to restrict myself to make 185. So um, it's an easy cut for me. I think I'll, I'll be staying put there. And you talk about you eating good. It, that probably has something partially to do with you being that, that farm boy that that's uh, out in the sticks, um, just eating healthy food off the farm. And I know that maybe I'm, I'm over exaggerating a little bit, but what I always see when you go home and, on your Instagram is you're showing your backyard, dude. Like that is the dream. That is the sanctuary. I would never leave that place. Yeah. And I know you sort of hunt that when you go on the road as well too, to have your own scenic, you know, view for yourself. And you've talked about when you're dealing with losses, you go on sort of this nature sort of thing. You have this sanctuary at home. How important? I know how important my backyard is to me. How important is that for you to sort of keep that level head and, and sort of have that juxtaposition to the intense training that you do with um, at, at NTT? Yeah, I love it there, man. That's uh, that's the one thing that really keeps me from like permanently moving far away. Like everyone always asks me, like, are you gonna move to Florida full time? 
and uh, I don't think I can just because, uh, well, my mom is there, obviously, and, and we have a good relationship. But, yeah, the farm, man, I, I love going back to the farm and, and just kind of, like, decompressing there. It's very nice. I wasn't sure if I was being um, ignorant or not because I, I didn't know if it was a full-on farm or anything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, farm boy is going to eat healthy and enjoy nature. So, And then whoop your ass in the cage. But right now we're looking at Johnny Evelyn. Um, and I know that that's you know, sort of up in the air right now, but that fight is sort of been spoken out of his mouth as the next fight to go. He sort of talked shit, but then sort of walked it back because he doesn't really have a reason to talk too much shit. I think it's going to be more of a, a fight of respect. But what do you see about Johnny Evelyn that entices you? And even, even uh, obviously you don't want to let too much out there, but sort of not sparks fear, but sparks interest for you to, to step up to that, that highest level of who you are. I mean, honestly, nothing about him like that's, that interests me like uh they're all just guys like i don't know any of them per on a personal level or anything it's just uh that's the money fight like that's the title fight that's what does the most for my career um that's gonna have the most eyes on it so yeah that's that's it man it's nothing to do with johnny or or dalton or like whoever it might be in front of me it's like what what fight makes the most sense for me what fight uh progresses me the most in my career you know and I know you're a guy that sort of keeps things pretty cool, but um, with the idea of a, a looming sale of belts, or even though it's all speculative, is there more pressure to try to get that belt wrapped around your waist? Although I sort of joked about you being the last champion, that sort of puts you in a great leverage spot. Is that something that you've even thought about? Yeah, man, of course. Um, even with the last fight, like coming off a loss, going into the last fight, um, it felt like a bit of extra pressure, like with whatever's going on with Bellator. I didn't know if I was going to have another fight with him afterwards. Uh, if I would have been coming off of two losses, that's that's bad. Like to get picked up by other promotions or whatever, that's bad. So um, yeah, even that last fight felt like there was something extra about it. And yeah, if uh, if I could get the title shot before Bellator is done, or if they're continuing, whatever. Um, yeah, obviously, again, it's it's what does the most for my career. So uh, yeah, that'll be great. And then I know that uh, UFC Vancouver is in the background for your teammates and everybody had went on a, you know, it was a big, crazy night for Canada. Everybody was elated and excited and happy. Um, Jasmine riding a high, busting her ass in training camps, just, you know, surprising everybody, breaking the dog odds and, and, and making it, putting everybody on notice nonstop. Goes into her last fight. Um, what a war. And I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was it was out there that she had cracked her orbital bone in that first round. At least that's the information that I got from, from Coach Prickett. Mm -hmm. She pushes through like a badass. Um, and, and what a war. And, and, and I'm sure it was pretty a, a hard loss to take for her. Um, as a teammate, what do you do in that stance? I know that you probably did talk to her a little bit. What were some of the words that you were able to say to her um, to talk to her about dealing with that loss? Yeah, Jazz is super chill man like she's not the type of girl to like be depressed and staying in a room and not going out and like beating herself up about it like obviously she was upset but she's back in the gym the week after like shooting the shit and fucking around and, and having fun like she's uh she's level-headed so she didn't need me to say much to her to make her feel better and, and fair no i mean that i think that's part of the reason why the fan base does gravitate towards her it's her sort of her personality in there she's just she's happy go lucky and then she did once again it's that juxtaposition goes in there and just murders people so um awesome to see now for you down there is there been anybody that you've been training with that uh, you haven't actually had looks at down at uh, Killcliff that you're starting to get looks or trained with that you haven't seen in the room before um 
Good question. Uh, not me specifically, but, uh, you know, he was only here for one day now that I think of it, but, uh, Raul Rosas was here, uh, one day last week. He was training with some of the smaller guys, but, uh, actually only saw him the one day. I haven't seen him since, but that was kind of cool to see him in the room. And, and does he, uh, is that for the cameras or does he sort of exude that personality when he walks into the room? <laughs> um... Well, it was like we were both training at the same time, so I didn't see a whole lot. But uh, we did like a first to three takedowns at the end wrestling practice. We grab one person and you just go until three takedowns happen for other guy. And uh, he was going with one of the other smaller guys. And they were the last two left that hadn't scored the third takedown. And they went for like an extra probably 10 or 15 minutes after practice with everyone watching and screaming and like getting hyped. So, uh, that's cool. that, that was, that was pretty cool, man. So yeah, I think, uh, I think he's about it for sure. And then uh, did you just get back from Killcliff literally and jumped on here with me? Uh, I've been home for maybe an hour. Have you eaten yet? Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure I'm not holding up the eating because that would be <laughs> no, that would be BS. No, I, I would never uh, schedule an interview if it was during my eating time. Don't worry about that, that. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be <laughs> would, wouldn't make any sense. Um, the last thing I would leave you on, brother, that I want to actually ask you about that I didn't talk to you about is a former sparring partner of yours, someone that um, you, you you know led with, maybe took some shots from because he tends to like to try to beat up on his sparring partners. Now is a belt around his waist and. I remember talking to my chat about how could Strickland possibly do this? How, how could he actually beat Adesanya? And the only thing that I could think of was if he pressures forward and Adesanya doesn't have time to sort of stop him with the feint, stop him with all of that, all that stuff he does to freeze people up, Sean doesn't bite on it and just keeps going forward and doesn't get caught, this could get real greasy. Mm-hmm. And then I watched your post interview on Niagara Talk team um, about Sean as well too. Just talk about the emotion of that. Not only as someone who knows him, um, also as being a fighter, seeing someone who, you know, isn't expected to win, someone who isn't expected to be the guy go in there against, you know, someone who's viewed like the high school quarterback or the epitome of the game, the that person in Adesanya, and he goes in and just blue collars him. Um, how was it to yeah, watch that? Man. It was it was sick. Um, honestly, I like. I I know he's good enough to beat Champ. I I've been saying that for a while. Like since the first time I met him, like I knew he was a phenomenal fighter. But stylistically, I didn't think that was the best fight for him. I thought like, is he could kind of keep him at distance and like pick him apart and maybe win a boring decision. Um, and then obviously, like he he drops him in the first round, and you kind of see the momentum going Strickland's way, and it was. It was crazy, man. I'm sure a lot of people felt the same way I did, like to, to just kind of see it like snowballing and, and Strickland like continuing to win rounds was was crazy. Uh, and seeing the emotion on him and stuff after it was it was cool, man. Like I haven't even I haven't seen the guy in two years. We don't really talk that much anymore. Once in a while we shoot the shit. But uh, no, I got a little bit emotional, man. It was it was very cool to see that. Like he's one of the hardest workers in the room. He's been through some shit. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a special moment for sure. Yeah, I'm sure even if you haven't seen him or talked to him in two years, I mean, you guys spent many hours um, training and, and I think you talked about it in the past. Getting in there and sparring with him is a bond. I, I would imagine that uh, most of us wouldn't understand. So um, for yourself, I know that we're sort of waiting and and uh, are you going to be back soon to get back to Niagara Top Team? Or are you going to be down there at Kilcliffe until you get some news? 
Uh, I don't really have any set plans, but uh, it's getting cold back home from what I hear, so I'm not in any rush to get back, man. Fair enough. And I mean, if Bellator can come to you with Bellator, can you please come to the man with with some kind of news? Um, so they come to you with news and you can start setting up that sort of part of your camp down there, I guess. Eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same shit, whether I'm here or at home. I'm, I'm just training and, and chilling. Otherwise, like I'm, my life doesn't change a whole lot. So whether I'm here or there, it's it's all the same. Uh, like I said, just staying ready and, and staying in shape in case something comes up. I am actually I'm flying back home. Uh, next weekend to corner uh kevin at the unified fights nice um, yeah so I'm, I'm flying into ottawa and staying there for a couple of days and then come back down to florida for a bit happy birthday kevin popovic um yeah. then okay so for yourself you're gonna be coming back to corner and then obviously uh, it's gonna be pretty exciting uh it looks like ufc toronto is a goal in january so i imagine that you will yeah. be a part of that in some way shape or form Got to be pretty happy for your team. Um, everybody's just uh, thriving right now. Now, for, you, for yourself, if you're going to go into a camp for Johnny Evelyn, um, who are some bodies that you'll try to sort of latch onto down there? And then who are some people that you'll be working with up here pretty regularly to not necessarily emulate him, but at least get some quality time in for training to uh, match him? Um, Impa, again, to come back to Impa, I, I think he's a great partner to – to, to mimic Johnny, big, strong guy, fast, explosive. He's got a gas tank. He throws down, so Impa is good. Um, Brendan Allen, too. Brendan Allen uh, is a good wrestler, good grappler, so he'll, he'd be good. And then just same guys at home, man. Like, I, I don't have uh, a million big guys at home to work with, so I, I just have, like, the, the usual crew. Zach Powell helped me out a lot for the last one, uh, mimicking Dalton Rasta. Um, I, I think he... Powell can be a good Johnny Eblen too. Again, he can wrestle. Uh, he can throw down too. Obviously, Mike Malat back home, like one of my one of my best training partners, sparring partners. He's solid. A um, couple of guys out of ages, Bobby Poulter, uh, even even Kevin. Man, uh, he's a couple weight classes below me, but um, Kevin's a dog, and, and me and him got lots of training in too. Last thing, sorry, did you get a chance to see Ashley at the LFA? Yeah, what I was there? Oh, you were, oh, you were, you were yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, what a performance. Um, what is it as a teammate to see? She stuffs some takedowns. You see that sort of coming together for her. And then you know once she stays on the feet, she's able to do what she she's, you know, able to do. Um, what was it for you to see that as a teammate, see her, you know, career come to that point? Yeah, she looked fucking sick, man. As a teammate and, and just as a fan, it was a cool fight to watch. Uh, like blasting knees to the body and like watching that girl like crumble, man. It was sick. Yeah, what was it like? Thirty-four, was it knees or was it? Yeah, I yeah. They had a stat. She landed like thirty-four to thirty-six knees or something like that. Yeah. She just kept running like a switch chance. She would faint it. The girl would bite, and then she throw the knee right up the middle. It was just beautiful. And the girl watch, didn't man. like it, man. Like you could see her like grabbing her stomach, like curling over. Like she didn't want to be there. Yeah, and it was just good for her to be able to even be challenged on the takedowns to stuff those takedowns and, and the work that's going on in camp, being able to play out mm -hmm. in the cage. And, and, and sure. someone who's so mild-mannered and seems at least timid in the, the talk that I've had, then she comes out and drop, pretty much drops the mic, calls her spot, and says, okay, enough of this you know, regional scene. She wants to get out and call her shot. So, yeah. But I, will, I don't want to hold off on you any longer, man. I want you to go enjoy the scenes down there. I know you trained hard today. And uh, thank you very much for giving me some of your time. And as always, um, it, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Aaron Jeffrey.